But I do um, want to hear about your, uh, I don't, not necessarily for our recording or not, or maybe, maybe it will. We'll see how it right. goes. Yeah. I want to hear about your, uh, your liberal holiday colony in the Bahamas. Oh, Barack Hussein Bahamas? Yes. Um, yeah, it was, no, it's something we came up with. We were, um, doing a shooting stuff for, for TripAdvisor, um, which, if you got to go travel with somebody, travel with them. Yes. Um, not that. Well, yes, okay. it's it's true. <laughs> anyway, um, no, but it just became something where we like, wow, this. We were staying at the um, kind of the I don't want to say scuzzy end of the oh, what's the ho- hotel there that's got the oh, big the Atlantis. Like, yes, exactly. Um, I was yeah. staying by the the end where this was built in the 60s and all the floors are just damp yes that's amazing and there's carpeting <laughs> of course because there's nothing like damp carpeting in, no, the, in, in, in a, a tropic climb yes that's yeah. who doesn't want that exactly mm-hmm. but no we were talking came with this idea of because this was at the beginning of the obama administration i believe so it would make sense at the time that the um the fact that his middle name was yes or or is what it is and the fact that he was going to be using that in the oath of office um we were kind of like well what if we leaned into that and did this kind of themed resort um barack barack hussein bahamas um and it would just sort of be a you know an open-minded place you could hang out you could talk politics and you could go swim with dolphins and joe biden This is Why, with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. People come home from work, they're tired, they're stressed out. And I guess for me, the obvious question to begin with is, how do you unwind after a long, hard day of cuddling? (laughs) That is a great question. Um, Generally with some alone time. um, (laughs) I may go for a walk. I like to pet my cat. (laughs) <laughs> how did you get into this line of of work oh my goodness you know i ask myself that all the time right like, how As did do i we. get yes. here yes. <laughs> every day we ask ourselves that <laughs> um and you know since i have the luxury of being interviewed i guess i'll, I'll give the longer version of course um yeah so somewhere in my gosh, mid thirties, you know, I was having, uh, a midlife crisis. No, um, there, there was a period where I I became aware I was doing a lot of personal growth and development and was aware that I had difficulty with boundaries. I was really having difficulty feeling this sense of ownership of my own life and feeling kind of overwhelmed by a lot of expectations and the, the, the demands of the personal relationships in my life. And um, I was reading a book, uh, the whole chapter on boundaries, and they mentioned a workshop called Cuddle Party. And I was very intrigued. I looked it up online and I had that kind of like, what is this? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, but, but there was something about it that was like, I'm doing it. So I went, it was a two hour drive. I went up to Wisconsin and I experienced this workshop that was a first hour of talking about consent and communication. And then we practiced by cuddling with complete strangers. 
And I had some ahas. I had some definite aha moments at that workshop. And um, one of them was just how completely relaxed. I'd never felt that relaxed before. And I couldn't figure out why. Um, and I had a lot of touch in my life at the time. Um, and, you know, I was married with two small children. I was not touch deprived. Um, but there was something about the, the consent and the boundaries and the communication and the permission and the lack of expectations and the mm -hmm. lack of pressure mm -hmm. that kind of helped me receive it and take it in a way that my nervous system was like really, really relaxed. So that was the beginning of me, like, I got to figure this out. So I, I started hosting the workshop. I went and did the training in Oakland by the founders of it. I got certified. I brought it to Chicago. And, it, and it's somewhere in that process of doing that myself and, and working on it. Um, and also seeing as I started promoting this and putting myself out there, how uncomfortable and squirmy people got. You mentioned the word cuddling and all of a sudden people think, what if people think orgy? And I was like, really? That's the farthest from what this is. But wow. Um, that's fascinating, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and right. and um, so it, it kind of got me tuned into the kind of subliminal coercion that happens in our culture a lot, and how it's really systemic. And I guess there was a part of me, the radical, that just really wanted to re, just to find other ways and create other spaces where people could um, really tap in more into what they wanted and what they didn't want, and find safe ways to communicate that. Um, so that I started that, that's sort of my cuddle party journey and the workshop around touch. And then about four years ago, four or five years ago, I started seeing that professional cuddling was a thing that was happening. Um, people were promoting it and there was a website, uh, a couple of websites were coming up and I looked at it and I saw that it was being done without any training. People were just kind of offering this up for pay. And I thought, wait a minute. You know, from my experience, it was really all about the communication and the boundaries and the consent that made it feel good. Without that, it feels creepy. I, I, it could mm -hmm. feel very creepy, right? Sure, sure. And um, so that was my thing was like, well, there ought to be a training for this. And I was pretty well suited to do that training. Um, I started doing it individually and working out how I could adapt it. I came up with a protocol and um, and then somewhere in there, I was approached by Adam Lippin, who said that he was interested in, in partnering with me to, uh, to make this a real business and give it wings. That's and, awesome. Uh, so here we are. So that's the long answer. Thanks for letting me go on about that. No, it's good. It's, a, it's important to see the evolution and how it came to be, because it's not the most traditional career path, as you well know, <laughs> which, mm -hmm. is, which is why we love talking to you because we love people that do fascinating things. So what what type of, of customers, you, I know it's probably all different types of people, but what type of people utilize your services the most? It is. It is all different types of people. And that that's it's such a great question that continually fascinates me. Um, because what keeps me going back to this is really kind of the magic of the session. I never know what's going to happen. You know, I, I do a, a screening phone call with somebody or they'll put in a request. We have a short conversation. They show up at my door and an hour later, we've had this really magical kind of like deep personal intimate experience. Um, 
what kind of person. Um, the people at this point who, who seem to be showing up most are the people who are, um, well, some of them are touch deprived in some way. They may have, um, you know, be estranged. They don't have a lot of family around. They don't have, you know, close connections. And there's a lot of, there's just not many possibilities for touch in the workplace or in school or around, you know, so unless you have, as an adult, unless you have an intimate partner, it's kind of hard to come by. Um, and a sexually intimate partner. And so that's one of the things that the cuddle movement is kind of about changing is sort of disentangling any kind of touch from sexual touch right. um, for adults. But so that's a wide range of people. Um, and then also people are going through emotionally difficult times. They may have lots of touch in their life, but not a lot of safe containers to deal with difficult feelings. Um, because they don't want to upset the people in their life or entangle with the people in their life. They don't want to be a burden to that neutral space where it's just somebody to listen and also and hold them and feel, you know, a sense of security and comfort. Um, so there's a lot of that. Um, and then there are people that are looking for kind of that next step of self-actualization or personal growth. They want to know their insights and ahas. And touch can be really powerful for that and helping them tap into their own intuition um, and truth in kind of an embodied way. I get those kind of people. I have people who have experienced trauma or sexual abuse who are quite uncomfortable with touch or it brings up shame, it brings up really painful feelings and they want to find a safe way to, to alleviate that. Um, so there's, there's all kinds of People come. And then also, I'll say for myself, like, I, I, I do sessions for myself. I'm going to go be a client later today. Um, I'm somebody who really, anyone who's a caretaker or a caregiver or does a lot of emotional labor type of work around other people, to have that space where, wow, this is, this is just for me, you know? Yeah. That, care, you... that makes sense. That caregiver role, that, that really resonates. I could see that, that demographic for sure truly benefiting from what you do. Now, do you talk during the session, or is it just you lie down and, uh, I guess, hold the other person, for lack of a better term? Well, I'll tell you, Luke, um, like everything in the session, it's optional, mm -hmm. right? So that's really kind of the ground rules, you know. My, my job is to be really clear about my limits and boundaries. So what I say to my client at the beginning of the session is, um, you know, I promise you that if at any time during our session, if I'm uncomfortable, meaning I'm not wholeheartedly happy to be doing what we're doing, I promise you that I'll be honest about that. First of all, you know, I'll acknowledge it in myself, I'll recognize it, and then I will adjust or I'll communicate if I need to, to make sure that, that I stay in that wholeheartedly willing space, mm -hmm. right? And that's really what they're paying me for. Like, that's kind of the, the, the mastery and the work of, of a cuddleist is really knowing what your limits are, but also knowing what you're really willing to do in service of your client, which is, you know, tune into what they want to be doing. Um, so that's, I model, you know, if I'm ever uncomfortable, I promise I'll speak up. And that also lets the client off the hook, right? They don't have to try to worry about, they don't have to worry about it. They don't have to try to read my mind or figure out if I'm okay with it or not. Right. And then I get the same sort of promise from them. I'm say, you know, I need to know that if you're uncomfortable at any time, 
you're not going to tolerate or put up with or endure anything, right? So we, we go over that as, as the ground rules. And then I say, look, you know, we can talk. We can not talk. I love to talk. Silence is wonderful. I love to listen. Um, if I ask you any questions, they're invitations. You don't have to answer. Whatever you're feeling is welcome here. Tears and laughter are welcome here. You know, we really create a space where, and, and if you want, what I want to know is, what, would, what do you think would feel good to you? And you don't have to know, because we'll try it. And if it doesn't, you know, if you change your mind, we'll try something else. But together, we're just going to explore what would feel good to you in this space. So, and really, then, and then that's, that's kind of the fun of it. And the play is some clients want to try things, or we'll see where the conversation goes, or sometimes there isn't conversation. Sometimes we'll find a comfortable position. We'll just want to enjoy the silence. Are you normal, normally um, big spoon or little spoon? <laughs> I was literally going to just ask that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, I do a lot of sort of switching because people want to try it. You know, what's interesting. I mean, there's sort of a traditional and it's amazing how many times, you know, bigger masculine men don't get to be the little spoon, sure. you know, <laughs> and how much they really, really like that. And it's wonderful. And then it's, you know, it's also so wonderful to be the one who's feeling protective or protected. So I would say I do a lot of switching. <laughs> how often does your arm fall asleep? Oh, well... You know, uh, it, it, it would if I let it go on that I was going right? to say. You know, like I noticed and we switch before that right. happens. Like, how do you, you know? solve that without offending that, that someone? <laughs> right. So neck, it's like, the, you go, okay, it's time to rotate. Yeah. Right, what, what, what would you like to do next? Because I, I need to change position. Just shake it how off. How long does the session usually last? They're a minimum of an hour. I would say most sessions are 90 minutes to two hours. Um, yeah. So you can get some really good cuddling in, in that time oh, frame. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now I know you said, and I realized that like, there's this misconception that it is, there's a sexual component to this and that's not, mm -hmm. not what you get, not what this is about. That's not what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. But is it a frequent thing that people misread things, misread and you kind of have to, remind everyone of like the the limits yeah. and like this is well, what we're right there, well, there's two ways to address that i mean first of all yes if i get a request where you know we have a conversation and i get the inkling that maybe they're hoping for something sexual i mean quite i'll just ask them i'll say is this are you looking for a platonic experience or are you settling for a platonic experience and mm. if they're settling i say you know you don't need to spend your time and money on something you don't want that's going to be frustrating and disappointing so Let's not do that. You know, right. I mean, you know go, go for what you want. Go for what you want. Um, and and then I don't do a session with that person. But but and then there's the other, like somebody really does want a platonic session. And then, you know, it is a very healthy and natural, you know, autonomic response. Sometimes when, when, when people are close for sexual arousal to happen, right? for an sure. erection to happen mm -hmm. or something like that to happen. And it doesn't mean you know, that we're going to act on it. It doesn't mean that there's any intent. And so sometimes I'll, I'll reassure clients about that sometimes, especially male clients, because it's, you know, it's, it's harder to ignore or pretend that's not happening um, right. in a male body. And so, you know, I'll just say, you know, 
internal erections are like goosebumps. Sometimes they happen, they come and they go, and that's fine. We're just not going to let it take place. Right. Right. Like, it seems like this is something that's become, um, you look online, and like you're saying, it's it's not a regulated industry, but you're trying to put forth a a group of people who have had some training and understand what they're doing and aren't just doing this all on a whim. And looking online, these are nationwide. It seems like they're they're everywhere. Does it get cutthroat between cuddlers? Are there rivals? <laughs> That's such a funny question, right? I mean, I just thank you. I'm sort of laughing at the aggressive cuddlers. Right, no, exactly. <laughs> we are a pretty touchy-feely crew of people, you know. Um, Someone's waiting you know, on a corner with a pillow. Pillow <laughs> fight. Yeah, yeah that's big pillow fights. Yeah. <laughs> Blanket forts, you know, we're squaring off. Um you know, I will say, so Cuddlist is a brand name. And, and I, I, you know, being the co-founder and the director of training, you know, and the person who kind of set those protocols, it's really important to me that that we maintain a sense of, of our product and what it is that we offer. And I don't regulate the whole entire industry. Um, right. And people have different approaches. And so that's, you know, it's important to me to sort of distinguish that I think, you know, if you've listened this long to the podcast, you can tell what my approach is, right? It's very right. much about the communication, the consent. There are other professional cuddlers out there that are a little more like, maybe like massage therapy. It's like, you know, lay back and I will cuddle you. And mm-hmm. they have, they focus more on maybe poses or positions, um, things like that. Um, and then I think there are just some people out there that are winging it, frankly. Yeah. Right. Now, I assume you have some regulars as well. Is there people? Is there sort of a frequency that someone who calls on your company's services you would recommend, or is it different for everybody? Yeah, there's a really wide range, and so there's no prescription for that. Yes, I have, you know, a client I've been seeing for three years, you know, and that's again, you know, wonderful. Um, and I have many clients that I only see once, and they're also wonderful, sure. you know, sessions and life-changing. So, and there's everything in between. Um, I would say in terms of frequency, I recommend not more than once a week um, in terms of integrating and finding balance, you know. But that's not a, again, there's no hard rules around that. It really sort of depends. Makes sense. Yeah. What advice would you have for somebody who's looking for a cuddler in their area? Oh, um, well, go to cuddlist.com. Pull up the locator that, you know, and hopefully there's someone in your area, read through the profiles, you know, but really I think my, my recommendation for this for anybody is listen to your gut and, you know, notice that, you know, your left brain or your, you know, uh, there are going to be parts of your brains that are full of shoulds and shouldn'ts and doubts and fears and, you know, take those into account, but also listen to the part of your brain that's like, wow, I don't know why, but I think I should try this or that is totally not for me and I don't know why, but I don't want to go there. You know, <laughs> I guess that's, that would be my advice is just is listen to your gut and listen to those little impulses. Um and screen your cuddlist, like, you know, read through their profile, really listen to, because there's no right or wrong about that or how people want to cuddle. It's, it's really up to what speaks to you. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, you know, we screen 
all of our clients, screen your cuddlers, like have a phone call, ask them all the questions, you know, listen sure. to whether you feel comfortable with them or not. And what about if someone's interested in becoming a cuddler? Are you guys hiring across the country currently? That, that, that's a great question. First of all, it, it's great because we don't hire, right? Okay. What we do is we train. We're a training organization and a professional development organization. So the, 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 the professional cuddlers on our site are our customers, Makes right? Um, yep. They, you know, we don't hire them. They, we work for them. Makes um, sense. And so, yeah. And that's really kind of a lot of where my heart is training and supporting and encouraging and helping them support their clients and be the best practitioners that they can be. Um, so if you're interested in doing this, you know, go to cuddlist.com, mm -hmm. <laughs> click on become a cuddlist, you know, and we have two different levels of training on there and read through it. And, um, you know, email us at info at cuddlist.com. If you have any questions, um, there's a feedback form on there also where you can submit some questions um, or you can just, Sign up for the training. Awesome. Are you seeing this yeah. as a growing field? Are more and more people getting into, like, as being clients, as saying, I could really use this in my life? Is this something you see, like, given the the times we are living in, that people are, are in need of this? You know, it wouldn't be here if there wasn't a demand. I mean, that's the thing. When I first saw it showing up, it was like, wow. You know, I think that's how things things work in a culture, especially in, a, in a, a capitalist economy like ours, right, where there's a demand, people will fill it. And that, that was just what was really striking to me. Um, and having this, you know, met in a, in a, in a healthy, responsive way. Um, but yes, clearly, there's a lot of isolation. And, you know, what is it? notoriously, England has a minister of loneliness. I mean, loneliness is the biggest epidemic right now. And also a lot of the diseases and immune disorders and diseases out there are, are a lack of, of boundaries and people really feeling safe and connected and secure. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of things to point to to say why this is needed now and why it's, it's helpful. It's a new way of dressing, addressing, you know, there's psychopharmacology. Um, a lot more people than I think most of us are aware of are on antidepressants um, or you know, other things, opioids is an epidemic. So there's limitations and pros and cons to that. Um, and this is another sort of healthy alternative way to, to address um, anxiety and depression and just some of the, you know, the, 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 the rough bumps in being human. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That makes, that makes total sense. And it is, it's something I think people don't think about until they're exposed to it. But it, it seems like a natural transition for sure. And I think, you know, the more we kind of, you know, podcasts like this are, are amazing. Like, thank you. The more well, we I don't know. Let's... <laughs> just, just take the compliment, Luke. Okay, sorry, sorry. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> well, it's just helpful that people hear these conversations and go, oh, that's something I hadn't thought of. And that's in a way I hadn't thought of it before. And so now there's a new option that yeah. I hadn't realized. Yeah, and that's I think, you know, the whole field is kind of in that because, like I mentioned earlier, people think cuddling and they're like, "Oh, well, that's creepy," or "That must be about sex," or "That must be," and and then it's just kind of informing and educating and opening up to, to because, like my first cuddle party, I had no idea, 
until I experienced it. And then I had all these ahas. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize that most of the sex I had in my 20s was because I just wanted to be held. Right. If I had known that, maybe I would have made some different choices. Like, huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> <Let me enough. laughs> Can I ask a question? I want to turn it Of course. Sure. Yes, of course. And I love doing this because I, I do this to my clients. And, and when I do this in, in a session, I always, well, not always, but sometimes I'll say, this is the hardest part of your session. Are you ready? Okay, we're ready. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm sweating. So, so, <laughs> so, so, uh, so Heidi, um, how do you like to cuddle? Okay, so this is hilarious because I am totally the person that needs to be your customer because I told Luke this yesterday. We interviewed um, a sex coach on Monday who was also phenomenal. And I had not one ounce of issue talking very openly about sex and everything that goes along with it. I was like talking about the intimacy of like cuddling and that kind of, you know, physical activity, that's going to freak me out and I'm going to be totally awkward. <laughs> so I guess that all suffices to say, I am not a, I'm not a big cuddler. I mean, I asked you about arms falling asleep. That's the first thing I think of. If it's not my dog or my niece or nephew, you know, when it comes to my like, I don't know, traditional romantic relationships, I, I, no, that's not my jam. Huh. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it, and I would, I would love doing a session with you. Yeah, <laughs> all like, sorts of unpacking oh, to do, but I'd right. be down for it. I really would. So <laughs> we'll have yeah. to carry on that conversation. <laughs> so many great ways to connect, and I respect that. And I will say, as an aside, what you say does not surprise me in the least. As a as a workshop facilitator, I have some amazing memories again of people coming to a cuddle party for the first time, and people who. Um, had done a lot of sort of personal growth or, or intimacy work and had done tantric work and had been to all kinds of clothing optional events and had done all kinds of sexual sorts of things. And I would find them, you know, in the kitchen kind of crying gently because they were really shook it, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. by, by the idea of that kind of um, connection and intimacy that was completely platonic. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Yeah. So thank you. Uh-huh. So Luke, Luke, yes. how about you? I'm going to ask you the same question. How do you like to cuddle? For me, just it is um, lying in bed or even just lying on the sofa with my wife watching TV that whether it is just a hand or your kind of foot on the other person, um, like I think you talk about that having that sense of connection that sense of i am here like i just want to be near you that is that's what i that's what i like that's what i enjoy that sort of that um almost reassurance of that person other person's presence did that answer the question absolutely thank you very eloquently whose whose answer did you like better She's gonna make me. You want me to choose my favorite child? No, 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 For more information on finding a cuddler in your area or for becoming a cuddler yourself, go to cuddlist.com. That's C-U-D-D-L-I-S-T.com. And you can also find them on Twitter. They are at cuddlist. 
For more Y content, including behind the scenes, additional photos and video, as well as outtakes, visit whythepodcast.com. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It'll help other folks find us and join our cult. The more cult members you bring in, the better your seat will be on the mothership. Oh, and don't forget to follow us on social on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even LinkedIn. Today's show was produced by myself and Heidi Hedquist. Our reluctant executive producers are John Sove and Sandy Stone. Our graphic designer is Samantha Mustonen. Our intern is Randy Jeanette. The theme song was performed by the Electrosynthno Magnetic Polyphonic Orchestra. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. Nigel, is that you? Are you here? Nigel?